of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. I don't even know where to start. You want to talk about all the snowstorms we got? You want to talk about all the drama that I got? Or the fact that I bought my first Happy Meal in 25 years? Uh, let's start with the Happy Meal. <laughs> let's start with the order of importance here. Happy Meal, drama, snow. Oh, Maybe. God. It, I, I was almost embarrassed. I was like, can I get a Happy Meal? The, huh? I was like, Happy Meal? Huh? The, I need a Happy Meal, God damn it. The cool thing. Would somebody get the kid a Happy Meal? Uh, what's cool about me ordering Happy Meals is I didn't for the specific reason you did. I have not taken advantage of that promotion. Um, but the cool thing is I can get away with it because I got to just put a car seat in your back seat. You don't even need a child. Yeah. As it's soon like, as I pull up, it's like, who, up, are these two, who are these two Happy Meals for? <laughs> roll the back window down a little bit so they can see it. They're like, oh, he's got a car seat. It must be for his kid. Here's an extra toy. I have had that happen to me once. I remember like five years ago. I actually put this on Facebook, on my personal Facebook, and people were laughing their ass off. I said, I'm not making this up. I'm not Sabia. I, I tell the truth. Uh, I, I went on there. I went to Wawa. I bought a Lunchable. I bought a pizza Lunchable because I was craving a pizza Lunchable. The lady at the register said, oh, who is this for your son? I said, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> even married yet. Yeah, I was going to I know it's for you. <laughs> It was absolutely for me. Pizza Lunchables are delectable. We got a big show for you tonight. But before we do, Sam, why did you even buy a kid's meal? Well, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows now that um, Pokemon cards are back at McDonald's. So you get a little. um, I didn't get it. Like, I know they have like the Pikachu box. I just got the regular Happy Meal. Maybe they just peeked in my. I, I don't know. I didn't get the Pikachu Happy Meal box. I got a regular one. But you get like this little little Pokemon pack, you open it up, it's got like, you know, a little word puzzle, like find your way out of a maze, and you can kind of build like your own little like deck box to put your cards in. And it comes with, you know, a pack of said cards, and every said pack is guaranteed one hollow. And I got two. The first one was Totodile. He was my hollow. I was pretty, pretty excited. And I got Pikachu. So I actually got, they said that's like the, the, the I guess the biggest chase card in the whole set. And I got Pikachu, so I feel pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's all the starters across all eight uh, gens. I mean, Pikachu technically is a starter in yellow, so you yeah. Count I mean, obviously, I want Charmander, but to get Pikachu kind of on my first pack, I was like, all right, th- I got the hardest one out the way, so I'll, I should be on Easy Street. Yeah, I uh, I will not be partaking uh, in this unless my kid wants a Happy Meal. That's, yeah. that's about that. <laughs> What's funny is I saw our, our boy Damien Dupree on IG. He posted he got some packs, and I see he got. Uh, two squirtle hollows and i just sent a picture of him on he goes dude i'll trade you a squirtle for your non-hollow pikachu because i got a non-hollow and a hollow it's like done easy trade easy easy cool now you're on the hunt for that charm and you got to get the bulbasaur just to get all the canto starters you're a gen one kind of guy yeah i I got the i got the bulbasaur non-hollow but again i i will get it like i feel like i need to i check read it i might as well get cyndaquil just because like them six they're my starters Seven, seven, if you count Pikachu, yeah. So th- them seven are, are would be the seven that I, I would want. We are here live on ZenCaster. We love ZenCaster. Thanks to the team, as always, for everything you do for our show. We really appreciate it. But we got some news for you before we dive into our picks of the week. But after the news, the announcement, if you will, we have our picks of the week. We have our trivia. Again, we've started a new trivia challenge. It is 0.5 for me, zero for Sam, and our race to 11, win by two. We'll start in the movie space where we're getting a Snyder Cut trailer this weekend on Valentine's Day. But before we get that trailer, we got a little bit of a tease today. 
talking black suit Superman, talking Jared Leto's Joker. So we have what they look like. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about a potential Craven the Hunter casting. Oh my goodness. We got Jamie Lee Curtis and another huge name joining the Borderlands movie. So lots of stuff in movies, in TV. We're going to give our thoughts on WandaVision for the first half of the season. We're at the midway point or just over it. Now we're going to talk about where we feel we are with that show. We haven't been doing weeklies like we do with The Mandalorian or The Boys and things like that. So we're just going to give it that halfway treatment and talk a little bit about that. So spoilers there. Uh, We'll put time codes in the episode description if you haven't caught up yet. So you don't have to have it spoiled for you. But we'll talk a lot of WandaVision. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier got a trailer on Super Sunday. We're going to talk about that. Uh, And also, we found our Joel and our Ellie for the HBO's The Last of Us series. Cannot wait to dive into that conversation. Speaking of Super Sunday, that's where our top three is going to lie. It's going to be our top three favorite commercials from Super Sunday. We do this one every year. All five years we've been around, we always do this after the big game. Uh, Sam will take over in gaming, where we have the review for Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Uh, We also have some news about our Bandicoot friend before I talk about a... Uh, a new album coming out and Pokemon in the music section. I'll leave that right there. And then Sam will end us out with a CGC spotlight. That's a huge agenda. I just went over and that's like one third of what we're going to talk about tonight. Huge show. And I was a, a lot of the news happened, you know, like yesterday into today. So I was like, Oh man, it just keeps us throwing on the pile. Yeah. Hot off the presses. And we're going to release this episode about 12 hours. Actually, uh, nine hours, as a matter of fact, after we record it. So it's going to be hot off the presses for you all. When we're done, when we hit the end button, I hit the edit button and I dive right into it. Boom, boom, boom. We get the content out. All for thanks you. So to Zencaster. We're going to be hot off the presses for you, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get to our customary picks of the week, we have a really cool announcement. And we've been kind of taking it back a little bit from interviews and bonus episodes over the past few months. You may have noticed our last interview, I believe was Alex from young culture. It's been a little bit and we don't really have much on the horizon for bonus episodes because again, um, we just, I, I mentioned it last week on the show with pregnancy. We just got a lot of things going on that we kind of wanted to just stick to the main show yeah. this year. And you know, that's all well and good until a giant opportunity comes along. And a giant opportunity presented itself on Twitter. And guess what? Like Jordan, I shot my shot. And like Jordan (laughs) in the 97 finals against the Utah Jazz, my favorite team right over Carl Malone, I hit my shot because we are going to be joined in two weeks time. That's right. The 25th of February, I was about to say November for whatever reason, the 25th of February, we are going to be joined by none other than one of the biggest faces and voices behind the YouTube channel Screen Crush and their 750,000 YouTube subscribers. I love this guy's Easter eggs and theories videos. He's arguably one of my favorite, you know, Marvel, DC, pop culture personalities on YouTube. And that is Ryan Airy will be joining us on this pod. Holy shit. Yeah, I agree. He, he's definitely become him and Charlie are the two best people to actually talk about anything Easter eggs. I just watched his kind of one division where he's thinking where they're going with the hex what that could represent never mind did you watch the three did you watch the three one yeah that was good too i just never my wildest dreams i thought we'd have ryan airy on the show it's enormous and so he is such a nice guy we've been in contact a little bit over the last couple days just trying to set up a date uh earlier today of course because all the news has been happening over the last 48 hours this week 
Uh, we just got word that we're going to be putting it together in two weeks time. And here's the cool part. It's going to be different than almost any other outside of like maybe one of the surge interviews we've done. It's going to be different than almost all of it. Yeah. If you don't know them again, screen crush, check out their YouTube channel at Ryan Airy on Twitter, A R E Y or basically any screen crush video. He's the voice behind. So uh, go check those out. The WandaVision Easter eggs, uh, love his theory videos, like I said. So check that out. But instead of doing an interview, because we're going to do a small one in the beginning, just again, to if you're not familiar with them, to yeah, if you live under a rock or you don't watch YouTube. Right, exactly. Not all of our audience does. So we'll do a little bit. You get to know him a little bit. But he's actually going to be joining us for our movies and our TV section to do our news rundown so we can get his thoughts on all of the nerdy news. So I just hope it's not a slow news week two weeks from now. If not, we'll, we'll just bombard dude, him with Snyder Cut trailer. Quite no, quite. I was going to say, even even if it was a, like, dude, we could talk about the Snyder Cut. I would love to bring up Mandalorian. There, there's like, there's, it, it's endless. The possibilities are endless to talk with Ryan. Yeah. So we, uh, we're going to grab somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour of his time. He's going to take that out for us. And in between his WandaVision videos and pretty soon Falcon and Winter Soldier, because that's going to be premiering in just a couple weeks after we have him on. But yeah, so look forward to that. I, I had mentioned before last week that there were some really cool reasons I was excited for the upcoming weeks. And now one of them, one of the big ones is out there in the ether cannot wait for november 25th to be joined on the pod for a little interview but a big news roundup with ryan airy cannot wait again check out screen crush on youtube it's really really good content sam with that being said let's get into our customary picks of the week pick it a week this week i was scrolling on netflix you know just just trying to find like i was man i haven't been on netflix in a while let me see what's out there i was in the mood for a movie still not ready to start shows i'm still working on dexter and I don't know if you saw this. You might, you no one do. You might have. It was called Project Power. Yep, very much did, so. Oh, so did you just hear about it, or you saw it, I or have, we have not watched it? No, I have absolutely heard about it. Though. Okay, so this one it stars Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback. I'm not familiar with her, but she was kind of like the, this main story. That this movie is basically about this drug that gives you powers for five minutes. Each person can get a different power. Sometimes you could have a side effect and you blow up. That's just a side effect. So it follows a drug dealer, a police officer, and a former soldier who basically kind of team up to, to, to stop this distribution of this pill that's just taken over New Orleans. That's where the film is based out of. It came out August 14th on Netflix. I think I, I saw a trailer. I, I just never, never got to it. But it was surprisingly, it, it, it kind of sucked me right in. Um, I know, uh, what's his name? Colson Baker, who's Machine Gun Kelly. He has a tiny part in this movie. He was actually pretty good. The special effects delivered. Uh, Jamie Foxx delivered. This was a kind of a different role for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I, I just thought he was actually just kind of, as this police officer, he kind of played a good part and and the way this story kind of played out. And I, j- I just didn't expect it to go where it went. And N- Netflix just outdoes itself sometimes. You just you scroll, you don't know what's out there. You just t- take a chance on a movie, and I freaking I really enjoyed it. Has a sixty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, if you guys, it's only like an hour and forty minutes. Um, I directed by Henry Jost and Ariel Schulman. Not familiar with their stuff, but I, I think if this is their first, they're off to a great start. Hope to see more from them. So if you have an hour and forty, check it out on Netflix. Project Power. Mine is. Uh... 
a little different this week. It's not a game, nor a TV show, nor a movie. I'm talking music this week. And uh, every so often, I come across an artist that, like, completely captivates me. I, I always go back to heavy things. I didn't expect to love them. And then they opened up for Hawthorne Heights for our interview. And I fucking fell in love. And so, like, got totally just blown away by their music. And so... Something similar happened. Obviously, sans the live show. We don't have a lot of that happening nowadays. But you may have heard or seen a news story over the last, I don't know, five, six days. I believe it happened this past Saturday night where an artist on Saturday Night Live after her performance started smashing her guitar. And like, yeah, I saw that. Very People were very pissed off about that. Yeah. Um, Certain people will call them. It rhymes with schmoomers. And so uh, I, I was intrigued i'd never heard of the artist and i love a good guitar smashing video so i went on and i checked it out and uh the artist's name is phoebe bridgers and i had never heard of her before um i had heard of a project she was in called boy genius but i had never known about her as a solo artist and apparently i live under a rock she has almost five million monthly listeners on spotify um god i had no idea uh, her songs routinely get over 10 to 25 million hits on Spotify and it's like, okay, what am I sleeping on? So I mean, I went, it, it makes sense that Saturday and not Saturday night live would have a person with that many hits. So it kind of makes sense that. So, well, so I went and I watched the performances and I was really intrigued by these two songs she had chosen. And I was really intrigued by her choice of attire. She wears like a skeleton, almost like a long sleeve shirt and long sleeve. Like you, you've known it. If you see, it. it's like the black shirt with the bones. Yeah. It looks yeah. like, yeah, it's, it reminds me of Donnie Darko. And so, uh, you know, I'm like intrigued by this, just kind of this aura, this personality. And I love the tune. So then I went online and it's one o'clock in the morning, mind you, when I'm doing this because I don't sleep because I'm weird. And so I go on NPR to her tiny desk concert. I didn't know she had. She has like three, uh, as a matter of fact. So I was like, I love tiny desk concerts. Um, yeah, same. They're great. Music. So that's how I found out about so many good bands. And so I go on and I watch it and. There's a song, Demi Moore. It's really good. And then she plays this song, Motion Sickness. And I was like, holy shit, this song is incredible. Uh, I have emotional motion sickness. Somebody roll the windows down. There's not enough words in the English language that I can scream to drown you out. And I was like, that is every feeling I've ever had in my life rolled up into one. So let me go listen to this actual song, not this stripped down version. And the actual song blew my mind. I loved it. So then I went down the rabbit hole of Phoebe Bridgers and I'm watching all of her live performances and all of her older stuff. And I'm listening to the new song, Kyoto, one of the coolest music videos in this fun song. And I absolutely love it. And again, just continued to fall and fall and fall down the rabbit hole of Phoebe Bridgers. And now I can't recommend her enough. She's absolutely, she would have been pushing for that top spot or top three spot last year for album of the year with her uh, record Punisher came out in June of last year. I wouldn't put it above bearings, but I'd probably put it right above or at where the front bottoms were for number four. That's how good this album is. Um, So no, we're not. Nobody has sent us this record. Nothing. This is just an artist I found and I absolutely love. I got to talk about her. Phoebe Bridgers. She looks very, very much like Brie Larson. I just I've been thinking it for days. I just have to get it out into the ether. Uh, Somebody agree with me, please. But Really love her music, love her style, love the personality, love the interviews I've been watching. Completely into Phoebe Bridgers. She's phenomenal. Check it out. Uh, if It's like four fans of the biggest band that I listen to that I would 
kind of comp her to is miniature tigers. Very, very similar music style. Very, very, very similar vocal style. If you like miniature tigers, I think you'll love Phoebe Bridgers. Hell, if you just like cool indie music, you'll like Phoebe Bridgers. Check her out uh, anywhere you get your audible goodness. And those were our picks of the week. Let's get into trivia. 0.5 for me, zero for you. I've done a lot of talking. I need to calm down. You ask me your question first. Yeah, we, we know you love your music, my friend. All right, here we go. How many Pokemon cards are in the new McDonald's Pokemon promotion? Eight times three is 24, plus one for Pikachu is 25. Correct. Um, this is my new rule. I'm, I'm Instead of sweating questions every week, I'm giving you nice, easy ones. I'm, I'm tired of digging. If it's a, if it goes with the show again, I'm going with it. I ain't I ain't digging anymore for go looking an hour, two hours to find a damn question. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, around. Uh, I'm gonna give you like a little caveat. So it's not this Super Bowl. It's the previous Super Bowl last year's with Kansas City and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl that happened in February of 2020. Uh, I want you to get it. Within a million dollars, how much does it cost for a 30 second commercial for a Super Bowl in 2020? Not this year's. So those numbers have not been for, for, how, for how much? How much for a 30 second commercial? 500,000. No, no, no. Uh, let me be. Let me be. I want you to be within a million. It's more than it's more than two million and less than 10. Jesus Christ. Eh, let's so go with six. You, Damn it. Yeah. 5.5. You kind of helped me, but I, I, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm giving you the full point, though. You you had eight choices there, and you you nailed it. So I'm going to give you that one. I, I, I tried to, you know, I, I, again, another thing. I'm not trying to take a million years on these questions. I want to kind of be as fast as I can get it. Moving into the movie section, a brand new Snyder Cut trailer is coming out this weekend. As a matter of fact, it's coming out valentine's day little sunday action but Zack snyder didn't leave us hanging he gave us a first look a little teaser today as a matter of fact on thursday and that teaser featured superman in the black suit with lasers coming out of his eyes and we also got some still shots of jared leto's joker before we dive in before we dive in to the leto joker and the black suit superman what did you think of the little tease he dropped today i know you said you're ready to run through a wall but also, what are you expecting out of this trailer now? I'm it, it, I'm expecting a whole new movie. You know, we're getting three and a half hours of footage that we, we've never seen before. We've only seen 30 minutes. I thought it was two and a half. You read the report. He said it was three and a half. I was like, oh, okay, we are we are getting a new freaking movie. And one of the <laughs> someone made a meme. It was like, huh, WB decided that it was like the meme of the red eyes, black suit, Superman, that this wasn't good, and then they posted the the first like image you see of Superman with the mustache, like, and they decided to go with that. Like, WB, what, what are you, you doing? This is what you ordered. This is what you get. Yeah, basically, was I was movie. like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, night and day difference. I think everyone right now is like, I haven't seen any haters yet. I mean, I'm sure they're on Twitter. But I don't, I don't go searching for haters, but like usually there were a lot. You you would just see them more or hear them, or see them on, on Instagram, they're very quiet right now. Very quiet. So then, what do you expect from this trailer? Do you expect to hear Leto speak? Do you expect 
um, you know, some footage of Cyborg we've never seen. Like, what, what oh, are well, some expectations I, you have for the trailer? Well, he already, you know, Zack Snyder already said we're going to get like a whole bunch more of of uh, Cyborg because he said that the heart was Cyborg and he was his whole basically part of his side of the movie was ripped away when when Josh took control. Yeah, but um, I mean, in, specifically in the trailer, like, what do you think? What do you expect to see on Sunday? Again, I, I, I don't. Like I don't t- honestly, me personally, I don't need to see anything else. Like I'm, I'm already there. I'm good. He'll probably hint at a couple new scenes. I, I don't think he's going to have Joker speaking yet in the trailer because I don't think you need to. I think the pictures, I think that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, may, maybe some more, probably some more with Cyborg, considering he was the heart of the film. I, I would assume that we're going to see more Cyborg. I would assume more black suit Superman since we just got a quick little snippet. Even though he looks so badass, I, I don't know why you would want to take the black suit out of that film anyway. I like, like I think I commented on someone like, "What? Why wouldn't Josh do it?" I was like, "He didn't want that smoke. He didn't know how to handle it. He had to go with his stupid Marvel Disney crap." And now Karma's coming to bite him in the ass. But I, I, I again, I, I don't think we need a crazy trailer. Probably a quick minute and a half, two out, two minute trailer. You, you know, show maybe 20, 30 seconds of new, of new material. I don't, I don't need the whole, the whole trailer to be new. Do you? I, I don't even need the trailer. Exactly. I like, understand I, why he's doing it, but I don't even need to see anything more. I'm like all oh, he had, he, he, he did perfect when he did the Joker images and this, yep. li- just, and this little snippet. I'm like sold. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm easy to win here. Yeah. I think what it's going for is the, the world is so hot on WandaVision right now. The world is so hot on Falcon and Winter Soldier based on their Super Sunday. That trailer had ma- amassed millions upon millions upon millions. It actually has over 100 million total hits. And that's it actually beat Black Widow for the most ever in 24 hours for Marvel. So like there's a lot of buzz around Marvel, but this is coming right there. I think it comes out the day before or the day after Falcon and Winter Soldier, like Falcon and Winter Soldier is the uh, 19th. Well, I, I know it comes to the, 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 I know it's the day before uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Well, good. No, Godzilla vs. Kong is the 31st now. They oh, yeah, that's it. right. That's right. They got pushed back. That's right. So I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is March 19th. I think the Snyder. Yeah, that sounds right. 18th. 18th. Yep. Yeah, 18th sounds so right. It's got competition in the space right now on a different platform. I think I think this trailer was planned well before this. They didn't just react and say, let's drop a trailer because WandaVision's good and because a Falcon and Winter Soldier dropped a trailer. No, but it does need to stay relevant and in the mind and bring DC back because there's not a lot of DC projects happening right now outside of the CW. This is the big one for right now. Yeah, and it's, and it's a against way, a lot of Marvel. Yeah, and, and it's a way to drive more traffic to HBO Max. Oh, yeah, people. Okay, that's right. It is coming. Let, 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 me, let me go subscribe now. Let me get ready for my month. Right, exactly. And I think there are the people that kind of do need this trailer to, to win them over just one more time. I think a 30 second tease that we are 15 second tease that we got today and the Leto stills. I think for us, we're very conscious of this film. We know it's coming. We're ready for it. We're going to watch it. So we might not need it. But I think the casual might to get them over the edge with all this Marvel. Yeah, film. the Marvel fanboys, they need it. <laughs> I like Marvel more than DC. I just want to see good shit. So of I'm course. ready for this. I'm totally ready for this. And what did you think of the Leto? Well, you know what? Let me let me say what I thought first of these Leto stills. Okay. It's it's almost the freaking reason why there should be an R rating. This is horrifyingly terrifying in the best possible way. They like you have said for months and months, just get rid of the face tattoos. 
They have yep. done that from what it looks like. There are none. It is just a terrifying clown with a very clearly messed up mouth, long hair, probably because Letter didn't want to cut it. And uh, I'd imagine it'll be like not all green, but like faded green a little bit here and there with like maybe his roots will be brown. And I could see that. But it was the perfectly like scary, new enough Joker that I was like, man, I wish he wasn't going to be in this longer than he is. Maybe we'll get a treat and he will be. But I thought it was really, really solid. Yeah, I mean, I he 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 definitely looked way better than he did in Suicide Squad. I mean, we, we didn't see no teeth yet, but I would assume that he doesn't have his his grill. But obviously, you know, tattoos are grown, which is great because I don't need to see damage in, in my head. That's that's not the Joker. Um, that's I, what I, Warner Brothers wanted. For yeah, and I heard people Warriors say, "Well, what, what what are they going to do? How do tattoos?" I was like, "Dude, I I don't give a shit. I don't care if they say the acid from." His face burned the tattoos from his skin. Boom, sold. Like we don't got to reinvent the wheel here. Like I'm, I'm good with that. This is nightmare Joker. This is something different. In, yeah. But in that, you know, in that world, um, yeah. s- someone told me they, they said he remi- they reminded him of um, uh, the Jackal in Thirteen Ghosts. Ever seen that movie? No. I was like Matthew Lillard back a, a couple years ago, but. It was actually a kind of a pretty good point. I was like, shit, maybe I, I got to actually go back and see 13 Ghosts. That was a really good movie. But again, <laughs> I, I think this is, you know, I, I think Jared deserved something else because, you know, he he definitely got the shit end of the stick on, on Suicide Squad, even though, again, he should have never had tattoos, never had the grill. I mean, David, well, I apologized. At least we got that. The beautiful thing is tattoo removal is a real thing in real life. So, like, even if they needed to, they can always just say he paid a couple of bucks and had him surgically laser removed. Yeah, he only had to go back 22 times. <laughs> but but again, like it, it got people hype. It got people talking again. Like I, all the people that were even even me, like I was like, okay, Jared, like you got me excited. Like I I still think Heath looks the best. Just to me, it's just the, I I don't know who's gonna top Heath Leather's Joker, Mark Hamill maybe. But I I I have hope. I I have strong hope. The only there's only one thing that. I will never accept in the Snyder cut is Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. There's nothing. I don't care if it's his son, his second cousin, twice removed. I will never accept him as that. To me, that's the only thing Zack Snyder did wrong, in my opinion. Currently, I mean, I know it dropped a few hours ago, but currently nothing about the Snyder cut is trending on Twitter. But at the same time, nothing about Marvel is either. Oh, well, something about Star Wars is so. Technically, Disney. Well, I, I, I was going to say, and if it was WandaVision, you got to think it's going to be premiering in a few hours. So, yeah, that's sh- that should that should that should be real nice. Now, let's get you talking. I know uh, I know you have some feelings. What would you think about what you saw? Lasers in his eyes of Superman in the black suit. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 again, it goes back to the meme. Like, how does WB not want that in a movie that you wanted his mustache. The, the, I'm just going back to the first. The first time you see Justice League is the CGI mustache. Like that's what you guys wanted. I I, I don't understand. Like I legit don't understand. Superman looks so badass. I cannot wait to see Henry in the black suit. It kind of makes that. him look like a brand new character. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it makes again, him look like like there was no there was never a original justice league superman with the cgi lip it, it makes him look like holy it, you, oh you, you you're actually you, it's, it's actually henry <laughs> like it, 
Yeah, like, exactly. I, I'm I mean. kind of like when I'm going in, I am literally forgetting that the Josh Whedon cut exists. Like I, I'm just I'm doing gonna, it to you. I have to cut in. I'm doing it to you for the third time. Josh. Josh, Josh. I don't give a shit. I don't you even care to Josh, pronounce Josh. his name right. <laughs> I like I, that. The, the only thing Josh did to me in, in life is Firefly. That's the only thing I'll ever thank him for. Everything else, he can go screw himself. I was going to say Buffy, but this week no. a lot of stuff have no, come out no. from the actresses and actors in Buffy. So it's kind of like that show is also. Yeah. And then after you hit the mistreatment there, like, come on. Like, okay, that that's something else. So again, it's so. People that were naysaying, um, you know, um, what's his name? Playing Cyborg. Ray, Ray Fisher. Fisher. You know, like now there's like, oh, people were talking behind his back. Now more people are coming forward and like not just, you know, males or females. Like it, it was everyone all, and all different aspects of his career, beginning, middle, end. So it's like, okay, where there's smoke, there's fire. So do some better investigating here. Joss, my boy, Joss. Shout out to Joss's parents. For not wanting to make it Josh. Like they could have just made it Joshua Whedon, but they went with Josh. You never I, know. I, I, again, it could have been the his seventies were the seventies were a trippy time, man. Peace, peace and love. Yeah. And love. I, I I just think that that he kind of like did he go in the like DC? Like was this sabotage? <laughs> for Marvel. The thing is, he's not making Marvel right now. They because Age of Ultron was garbage. And so I just actually rewatched it to make sure it wasn't as bad as I thought. And it's bad. It's not very good at all. So like the Russo brothers took it over and they did it right with Infinity War and Endgame. So he's yeah. not really a fixture in Marvel either right now. So the, the whole Joss Whedon thing, he's slowly fading from the oh, he's, Marvel he's DC the spotlight. Line. He's yeah. lucky if he has a career after this. It's it's going to be, you know, his giant movie making days, at least for the, for the titans of the superhero genre. It's kind of over. Yeah, so, I, I I can't see him coming back at Marvel or DC. I don't. Who would want him after this? And imagine if and potentially when the Snyder Cut lands, it lands with people and everybody's scoring it well, and it's you know obviously it's drawing in a crap ton. But, of, like like uh, that that's that's all we need right now. That we need the Snyder Cut to kind of stick the landing. That all this hype that these four years that people were you know saying Snyder Cut Snyder Cut that we need him to deliver. Yeah, we know that he was planning two sequels after this but again they gave him time they gave him millions of dollars to fine-tune it get it all together and show and complete his vision i i i i have faith in zach i mean again i always i was telling someone today i was like he gave us 300 and i, I absolutely love 300 i remember seeing it in the theaters it was absolutely fantastic i have to give him the benefit of the doubt I know the number that was thrown around early was hbo or warner brothers gave him roughly 30 million um 30 million dollars to play with we we think after a lot of it it's probably closer to in the 40 to 45 range I, I thought with, i read 70 let's play with the 30 since that was reported that means that only 2 million subscribers have to sign up to watch the weed and cut when you really think about it, that's not that many for a major motion picture especially a uh, a superhero one dc or, or marvel that means only 2 million people have to sign up for the network for it to make back just that 30 million Obviously, there's marketing spend and all that stuff, but I'm talking about just the money they gave him to finish the project. You're only talking about two million views. And when you look at what Wonder Woman 1984 did for HBO Max, it doubled their subscriber count. Yeah, you can and, only and, imagine what a four hour Justice League movie is. And I, I think this is going to double that. You're how many people are going to go back and rewatch it. I'm probably going to be one of them. You know, again, this is four hours of, of, of film here. And so, like, for me, with this, like you said, it has to stick the landing. But what I hope does not happen is the 
hype machine makes it almost impossible for it to live up to its standards. As a video game fan who has seen video games delayed and delayed and delayed only for that to ultimately hype it up so much that it has to be the greatest thing ever. And it's never going to fit that. It's never going to hold up to that promise. I have the same feelings for breath of the wild too. Like I have strong feelings that that's going to be an amazing game, but it's going to be so hyped. And if it doesn't deliver, that's going to be a problem. You've seen it with Duke Nukem forever. Game was in development for a decade. And when it came out, it sucked. It's because it got hyped to shit. Maybe even cyberpunk too. So like, I hope that that hype machine doesn't happen here. And with the, world of the internet and Twitter and instant reactions for so many folks. I I have a fear of that. So it just needs that critical. If it gets the critical like hype behind it, the critics like it, it's reviewing well. I think that's going to be enough to drive it forward and get people intrigued because here's the thing, love it or hate it. A download is the download. A watch is a watch. A viewer is a viewer, whether you like it or not. If the general public goes to see it, that's really what they care about. Yeah. So if so facto, like look at Wonder Woman, everybody hated it, but it doubled the number of subscribers. If you just stick this landing and got a sequel, right? If you just get a six out of 10 here, now I'm hoping it's better than that. But point being just for numbers sake, I think that's enough for it to drive. Like you said, millions and millions of people to this app and maybe not everybody will stick. And a, a lot of those folks will cancel that subscription or only use the free month or week or whatever. But I think because HBO Max to me is right now, it's the best service going. It's got so much. So like for me, I I hope that people stick with it because that would be awesome. Regardless, I cannot wait for this uh, trailer on Sunday. Cannot wait for this film, bro. You are a month and a week from today. We record the day it comes out. Can you imagine you wake up and you watch it? I don't know because you work on Thursday, so I don't know. But like, well, watch. I'll have to put. I'll put in a person. Yeah, because if I work till yeah, there's it. It would take it all the way impossible. through. So we'd I would. Have I would have to ten o'clock at night. Or so what I maybe what I'll do maybe I take a little I a little half day. <laughs> I, ch- I check out, put a little half day in. You know, they, they, he my boss will know the deal. <laughs> and like, and then you come on the show fresh off watching it for the first time, and you give your unbridled, hot off the presses, spoiler free impressions of that film. Oh my god! All right, so all right, maybe maybe I'll have to just take note of that and just make sure I get it done. Yeah, it's put just, in my time. Is it? I'm is I'm, it, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I got a lot of time, so I could put in for a little half day just to make sure I get it done. Is hold actually hold the phones. You want to make sure that it's a, a weekday. I want to make sure that we got the day itself. Yeah, 18th is a Thursday. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's it. It's, it might be. Yeah, but it might be the. Yep, yep, 31821. Yep. So yeah. Right. 31821. So yeah, 1 2 3 no 4 problem. 5 weeks from today. 5 weeks. Sam, only 5 more weeks. Uh, oh. dude, I, I waited this long. This is nothing. Let's get into it. We got a, a huge rest of the show. We're already 40 minutes in. So let's let's kind of move on here. We have potentially, I haven't heard anything since the initial rumor, but we've potentially found our Craven the Hunter. Yeah, and you know, I, I love the guy. I really do. I, I think he'd be great, but I don't know. I, I I don't know if he's the best man for the job. And we're talking about Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, again, I love Keanu. I think he'd be great as as Craven the Hunter. But when I think Craven, I, I don't know. Like, I, honestly, I hate to say it, but I think Jason Momoa would be fantastic. 
I feel I feel yeah. like he has the he has the whole look. He's the wild man. Like he could be the hunter. You know, Keanu. So, so does Keanu. He's got long hair and facial hair. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, but he, come on, you know he ain't as jacked as 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 <laughs> Moe. But, but again, I mean, regardless, if it's Keanu, like I'm going to be hyped because Craven's one of my favorite villains. I still think he could be great. It just you know, right now I'm seeing, especially you know, he's got the Jason Moe has got like that scar over his right eye. I feel like it would just go good with being Craven the Hunter. I don't know. Just me. Just me personally. It would be the it would be just another actor that has jumped from both DC and Marvel. Uh technically, technically with Keanu doing the Matrix, that's owned by Warner Brothers who owns DC, at least the properties. So, if so facto, if he does Craven, it is kind of a DC Marvel crossover if you really want to stretch it. And I'm talking really stretch it. But uh yeah, I think it's a I think that would be a wise choice. I think the whole Keanu is like hottest he's been right now in over a decade. I think a lot of folks are past his. He is a monotone actor who just talks like this and just goes about his business. I think that people are kind of past that. He has shown with the John Wick films that he can emote. Well, they, they must have not seen Shane Falco in The Replacements. He listen. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Uh, I love Shane Falco and the replacements. I continue to say I really want to watch that movie. If not just for the Seven Up guy doing dances in the locker room, uh, I I would be okay with this casting. Yeah, again, it's Keanu. I'm good. I, I'm sure he'd be fine. Just make sure you, you you get with John Wick first. Another classic film is being remade, and this time it's The Wizard of Oz. So, a uh, hot take. My, my people aren't going to like this. I never liked the Wizard of Oz growing up. Yeah, me neither. I I never liked it. I still don't like it. There's no, I don't care. I I seen it in, in black and white. I seen it in color. I don't like it. it. It's not my film. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I we're both we're gonna stand united on this one. I it's, it's I'm, not one of my. I'm favorites. good. I I thought you might have liked it, so I'm glad I'm not the I'm not the only one on this hill. No, I, I you know I think reporting it as high as we are, it's because it's we'd be remiss to say it's not a cultural phenomenon. Oh my god, yeah. Important movies ever made. But it was never my cup of tea. And like you said, I I have watched it, you know, in color. I've watched it as a child. I've watched it as an adult. I have said for a long time growing up, it was one of the movies I never finished uh, front to back. I always have just seen parts, but I've seen the whole thing. Just never front to back. Yeah. And uh, it's not something I'm rushing to go see. And quite frankly, with the state of remakes and reboots today's world, I, I am not looking forward to what they're going to inevitably do to this film and uh, t- potentially tarnish its legacy. Cause we'd be, again, we'd be stupid to think it doesn't have a legacy. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, there was a lot of, you know, tragedy that happened that uh, during filming and stuff like that. That's kind of like legend now. Again, that, that that's great. Uh, the new one. Nah, hard pass. Jamie Lee Curtis and Jack black join the borderlands film. We now know Jack black will be claptrap. The, comedic relief of the video game franchise arguably i mean definitely the most popular character and for me knowing claptrap the way i do through four games five if you can't count tales uh and knowing jack black it is a really good casting trust me on this one well i mean well once you say that it's the comedy of borderlands it's like okay i don't think they really could have got anyone better than jack black you know i don't know nothing about these characters i know jamie lee curtis and jack black they're fine actors and act- actresses um I'm, I'm i'm okay with it if you heard claptrap talk that would be your trepidation of like ooh, that is definitely going to be tough for jack black 
to kind of get that voice because claptrap has a very specific it's the same across every single game and so like that's going to be very weird for me to not hear the voice that i'm just so accustomed to for yeah. over a decade but it, it's like them changing the voice actor on you're like no you're not the original exactly and so it's going to be weird but yeah. because i'm going to be able to suspend my disbelief here and realize that this isn't the video games it's its own thing I'll be okay. And the Jack Black casting is, is a really good one in my estimation. Will Smith has been cast in Fast and Loose with David. I believe it's Leech uh, set to direct or licked. I cannot remember what that I, I, like. I, I think it's Leech. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. But what do you know, if anything, about Fast and Loose? Dude, at first, I was like, is that is that another uh, spinoff of Fast and the yes, Furious? That's, that's what I thought. I put it in the notes. and I was like, wait a minute. Let me do a little bit more research. But yeah, it's definitely not a Fast and Furious movie. Um, oddly, I mean, thank, so, thank God we got enough of those. Uh, Will Smith is going to play a man who wakes up in Tijuana after being left for dead, but he has no memory. He follows a string of clues to discover his identity, and he finds that, that he finds out that he's been living two different lives. Right, I just typed in Fast and Loose. It was a film in 1939. I wonder if that's just uh, the same uh, name. Fast and Loose is a pretty popular phrase in that era i would imagine they are not similar a crime drama where you wake up in tijuana i don't think that that happened in the 30s i think in the 30s they were like look daddy an angel gets his wings not like look daddy a drug lord yeah there's there's an original fast loose 1930 that was a comedy and the 39 was a a a thriller so maybe the thriller because this is probably like a thriller but uh anyway dune got a release date internationally september 15th that's way closer than i thought i really thought they were going to push this to 2022 well they they already had kind of cemented the hbo max release and even though the dune uh team was very pissed about that 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 release was set specific for 2021 though all these films are 2021 they're not getting delayed so i had expected late 2021 i actually thought it was going to be more like october november with the matrix in See, december i, I thought they september were now. i thought they were trying to argue that they that they don't want it to go on hbo max that they want it to yeah, go they are but first. they can argue in one hand and crap in the other and see which one gets filled first i don't like the fact that i don't have a million dollars not going to change anything true okay you sign a contract you sign a contract yeah you know i'm not i'm not a football player that can just say oh, i'm going to hold out until I get what I want or trade me. Like, I'm not going to do that, you know? Yeah, not true. A- A- A01, baby. Disney shuts down Blue Sky Studios. And it's so funny because when this this happened, when Disney took them over, um, and I think it was like Ice Age and some other films. Yeah. They had said, uh, oh, man, we're going to treat them like one of our AAA studios. And boy, did that age poorly. Like a year later, they're like, yeah, you know what? The Peanuts movie wasn't so good. You guys are gone. Uh, I, I did. I did read that Disney said that they were going to look around and see if they can kind of send some people to other studios or other you know locations. The helps were needed, so they're not just letting go and firing all these people. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's thing. if it's true or you know how many people got the job still, but with it's a nice thought. Plus, with Disney Plus, I don't know how and its success. I mean, it's up to ninety five million subscribers. I don't think Jesus. that they're needed. I know that that might that might sound contrarian because you might say, Oh no, more subscribers me equals more content, but I don't necessarily think that that's true. I think that you can just kind of divide and conquer with Disney plus, and you can utilize the team of that talent on other teams, like you said, but I don't think blue sky is necessarily, you know, they're not doing theatrical as much. Well, as and you got to think that they, they could be, 
you know, thinking that, you know, Walt, you know, like Walt Disney's like the, it's still, I assume it's still been closed because of COVID. I'm not, I don't know if it's been open yet. So again, I imagine they're taking a huge loss and they might have to get rid of some people. And this is some way to kind of recoup that loss. I would also imagine that because theaters aren't open, they're also taking a huge loss. And if they're not going to be open for a while, I mean, I know AMC just opened back up, but let's be real. People aren't flocking back. Uh, I mean, there's I mean, no you said, reason to have a team if you're not going to have a theater to put it in. No, true. But, you know, then you say, you know, yeah, theaters taking a loss. But then you're like, well, 95 million subscribers, Disney Plus. Like, are they really taking a loss? Theaters are. And yeah, even even 95 million subscribers, which is a fucking phenomenal number. Even that is pennies compared to the amount of people that would go see Disney movies in per year in theaters. Like, yeah, it's just it's I make a point. Billion, movies from Disney, they make a billion dollars just in theaters alone. And there's three or four or five, six of them. You got to count Marvel and Star Wars and all of that in there. These movies are making hand over fist billions and billions of dollars. So, you know, I just don't know if there's no theater to go to how a let's no disrespect to the team, how one of the lower teams on the food chain fits into that. Again, utilize the talent. Don't get rid of the talent. Just dismember the name. Just use the talent elsewhere. Like you said, they'll go to other studios. They'll work on other projects. You know, I don't think we need an Ice Age 4 right now. It's yeah, we, we got enough of them. The Sonic sequel gets a theatrical film release, which is crazy to say that things are getting announced with film release dates. But it is over a year from now. Uh, April 8th, 2022. And it actually got a new name. Hold on for this one. It's going to be called Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, and, and I think the the two I kind of was it wasn't it Tails? Yeah, it's got Tails' his little Tails. I mean, yeah, so I mean if you saw it, spoiler, he's the end credit. I I would love to see my boy Knuckles if if they throw my boy Knuckles here, I'm good to go. Um, you know, April 8th so was it little... Knuckles in the end credit scene of the first one or was that Tails? That was Tails. So, well, you know, to get if good no, I was just gonna say to get this, you know, three days before my birthday on next year. Like, okay, I don't, I don't it's to be determined if it's gonna be in theaters yet. But you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it. I assume Jim Carrey's gonna be reprising his role. I would imagine Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey will be back. I'd imagine that, uh, you know, Tails yeah, will have some fun. Like, yeah, because the only person I saw with the movie was Ben Schwartz. I didn't hear anything with um, James Marsden or Jim Carrey. I just assumed that possibly at least Jim Carrey's in it rather than. Um, James Marston. Robotnik is, or Eggman, however you want to call him, he is a staple villain. It's not like he was just a one-off villain. He is the Bowser of the of the Sonic franchise. Yeah. So, like, he'll be back. Here's my thing. If they're following the video game logic here, which would be really cool if they were, Sonic 1 was just Sonic. Sonic 2 introduced Tails. Sonic 3 introduced Knuckles. The thing is, I don't know if this franchise has a trilogy in it, and for them to wait to unleash Knuckles for 3... I 100% think Knuckles is coming in too. As a matter of fact, I think Knuckles is going to be controlled by Robotnik. And then he's going to turn on him and become a team to take Robotnik down eventually. That's what my theory is here. And, is that dude, and I'm all here for that. Perfect. Yeah, Knuckles will be the bad guy for the first half, and then they'll make him good, and then they'll all come together. At the and end. then Shadow comes out of nowhere. Oh, man. Blinks the cat. Oh, my oh, God. Love it. Now we're talking. Uh, Adam Wingard is set to direct a reboot of Face Off, wow. Yeah, I, like Face Off, you're, like that's a movie. You don't it, often it, think about that movie. No, <laughs> you don't. But when I when I think about it, like I I really enjoy that movie. Like Travolta and Cage, they definitely had some fun with this. I mean, yeah, 
when yeah, I think you're the ending of the boats when they're all doing like the boat chase, you can clearly tell that it's not them too. Like it's just clearly not Travolta or Nicholas Cage. That, that was the only thing that always kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit. It's cl- just clearly not them. But again, I just, I love Cage's wackiness and I just loved how, 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 how they work with each other. I, I thought it was seamless. But to, for, but for <laughs> That's a seat, how like, I feel about this one. No, no, again, and then that, that's just me speaking on that. But for a, a, a remake, I, I, you'd have to get, Two strong actors because it's going to be tough to go against Cage and Travolta. Bring them back. They're both still acting. Bring them back. Oh, if they, well, I think the one dies at the end, so it's kind of impossible. But but they can retcon that. They can nah. do it if it's a reboot. They can just start it over like the first one never happened. Depends on if it's a sequel or not. If it's just a retelling of the original movie, yeah. But I, I just you, you can't touch the first one. I. I as long as it's not like Kevin Hart and The Rock, I think we have a shot. Good Van Damme and Schwarzenegger. No, no, too late. Van Damme and Van Damme Stallone. Like, he's like Wait, seventy-four, and it's like The Expendables, but like against each other. But I, I, you would just—I would just want to see, like, well, like the one part of you know the, the second Jumanji, like when they were playing, like when The Rock was playing, um, uh, what's his name, guy from Always Sunny, Danny DeVito. And uh, Danny Glover is being played Kevin Hart. Like, that's cool because they're playing this then. So you would have to find that perfect mix of two actors who you would love to see them play against each other. We got a loaded TV section. So I want to move on because it's just going to be a really long show. We went a lot longer on the Snyder Cut stuff than I had originally anticipated. So I don't want to spend as much time here as I thought I wanted to. But I would love to talk about this as we move into TV. Let's give our overall impressions. Remember, spoilers here. In the time code, check it out. I'll put it in where the spoilers end so you don't have to uh, get anything spoiled here. But what have you thought so far for the first half of WandaVision? Good news, everyone. Episode 5 is so far the best of the series. I I truly thought 5, everyone kind of just hit their stride. You know, um... Elizabeth Olton, she was she was absolutely fantastic. Finally, like I, I'm saying, um, what's his name? Uh, Paul Bettany. I, I I just feel like it, it it finally clicked on this episode. Everyone, even the, the background characters. I still say the first three were still a little bit slow. I still think you could still jump in on four and and be absolutely fine. Where that kind of takes you at Monica Rambo, and you know the following the sword. I I I'm I'm finally glad that I'm I'm actually on board with the show because again the first three i really felt like was a little bit chores for me to watch four you kind of got me hyped and then five like okay i'm here you you got me i'm here now yeah i described it as episode one and two were intriguing episode three was good episode four was great and episode five was phenomenal that's how i you're more kind than i am and it's and to me that's an upward trend that i'm here for I never once thought it was bad. And we were kind of sleeping on the show. It was like, it was kind of the throwaway MCU show, but we should have been smart. I mean, it still still is. Don't get it twisted. I I don't think so. I think I'm going to enjoy this more than Falcon, the winter soldier potentially. And I think I'm probably, I think I'm definitely going to enjoy it more. You heard it here guys quote that. I think I'm going to enjoy it more than Hawkeye. I have no hope for the Hawkeye series being good. I just don't care about it as much, but uh, I think 
see, I like the slow burns. I always have. If they're intriguing, if I do, I like slow burns. But when when it's like the first three episodes, I oh, well, you I didn't grow up with. I hate when people say, "Well, you didn't grow up with them shows." It's like then you don't know my house because I watched all them shows. Like I don't need to rewatch it. I watched them all growing up. I don't need to see the shit again. That's just me. <laughs> I, I enjoy the old sitcom feel to them. I like the little tropes and things like that. I like what I really like about it and why I think I even look more fondly back on them now is the little things that they set up or the little things they did to make you think then what the hell it is, what's going on. And then for it to be paying off now, it kind of you're like, oh, that's why they did that in episode one. Oh, that's who was talking to her. Oh, that's why they're saying for the children. Oh, that's why this, that, and the other thing. You got happening. that. You found all that out in episode four. You're like, okay, right, good. Ex- exactly. That's so I, I never, I never need to go back. I'm good. Like, okay, I'm here. I, I understood everything. I like to me, this is a show that at least the first four episodes, I'll probably never watch again. Yeah, I'm, one and I'm done. In. One and done. I, I'm in. We look forward to it every Friday. Ashley's been watching it with me since episode one and two dropped a couple weeks ago, about a month ago now um so we're, we're loving it we were liking it and she's actually she's actually liked it more than i did um since the beginning she's like this is really really good i said oh hold your horses there it's it's decent it's intriguing like i said but then three happened and i was like this is really good four was i thought four was going to be like some of the peak stuff that we we're going to get and then five happened like you said that changed the game for this show and it's just been like now it's must see tv now it's what's going to happen all the theories all this and here's what i think this is not this is building off of Ryan Aries hexagon video, but something that wasn't mentioned in there. How many sides does a hexagon have? Six. What's tomorrow slash today's episode number? Six. I think we're getting something big. I think that they're going to do it. I am absolutely baseless in that claim, but I'm going for it. You I heard think it this here the where we see them in their their old like Halloween costumes, right? Yeah, we see them in their yeah. original costumes and it's Halloween. This is where Agnes you know, says to vision. Oh, am I dead? Why? Because you are like, whoa, I think this is where vision finds out. Holy shit. This is where like, this is what's happening. Well, I I I think think, vision already knows. Well, he's getting, he's getting the ideas. He's, he's, he's on to it based on what he did in episode five. But at the same time, that jump scare that they pulled in episode four with dead vision, you know, we still don't know if that's how he really is. And Wanda is, seeing him as alive and really it's just this corpse we know that she stole him like it's really good i love that uh it was i believe confirmed that that scene in wandavision where she goes and steals vision's body was originally an end credit scene i think an end game um or maybe a different film i can't remember but they chose to hold that for wandavision just to be a background thing i thought that was really good what they're doing here i'm intrigued by sword I love the Cree video that Ryan Airy put out. It makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know if I believe it yet. I think we'll see it pretty soon. Uh, why would you put sword in this show when they fight extraterrestrials? If we weren't looking at something extraterrestrial, the argument could be made that Wanda might be extraterrestrial herself. And, and, well, and he kind of, he kind of says like, you know, it could be the general, obviously Mephisto has been, you know, been people been calling it since episode one. So he's like, he's kind of see it go this way. I could, kind of see going with the hex way like there, there's different ways they can go with the show what did you think about the giant bomb dropped where we finally get fox in the mcu with evan peters quicksilver with that cameo is it really evan peters quicksilver is it mefesto is it what like what do you think i mean i mean, I mean that's that, it, it, it could be both it could be 
it, it could be Mephisto. It, it really could be. Or it could just be she's just controlling that. I mean, it, again, it's it, it's cool to see a Quicksilver come back. Yeah, I don't it, it obviously Evan Peters is the is the better one. I obviously I'm pretty sure nine out of ten people will say he was better than Aaron Taylor Johnson, but who only had one film, even though he was well, again, it's not him. Again, that was Whedon's Age of Ultron. Movie wasn't great. You know, Evan Peters was the best thing to happen in that in the X Men movies. Yeah. <laughs> he was like one of the shining the shining moments that we every time we saw him or we got to see his super speed, it was awesome. Did you know it was going to be him? No, I, I did not know. I I had called Quicksilver. I did not call it being his Quicksilver. I thought they were gonna. I I thought with the jump scare being Dead Vision, she also brought back Dead Pietro of, of Aaron Taylor Johnson. It was gonna be his dead body at the door. That's what I thought. But I got it that it was going to be Quicksilver. My wife actually thought it was going to be Captain Marvel. Um, so, well, and then that goes, that could be the big cameo if we're talking, if it is Cree, that when they're saying about a big cameo, maybe she does. If, if, if again, this whole thing is Cree related, it only makes sense that Captain Marvel will show up. So now it, here's the, the question about WandaVision for you that I'm really intrigued in your answer. Is it a show? where come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you really start looking forward to it? Or is it just, nah, you wake up Friday, it's here, I'm going to go watch it? Well, I think now it's, um, like, I'm actually excited to watch it tomorrow. I'm off from work, so I can kind of watch at my own leisure. But I would say the first couple, it might have been more of a chore, like, okay, let me kind of get, get like, through this one fast. But I'm actually, this one, I'm, I'm excited to actually see it. I like that, the, the commercial. I'm sure you picked up on it that it, they mentioned that it was Lagos Paper Towels, which was the <laughs> town that was in Civil she, War that she blew up in. Like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of tiebacks of calling them old films of, it, again, it, this is, to me, it's all one. It's all in her head. So people are saying Kree's controller. I think she's, this is how she's dealing with the grief. That's just me rather than kind of being the Kree. I mean, it makes sense. All the pointers are there that it could be Kree. I'm still going to go with that. It's Mephisto. Do you think that's too obvious and Marvel's trying to outsmart you and be the smartest one in the room? Is it and, too and, obvious that it's Wanda? Like, are they in for another? Like, it very well could be that like there's one more twist. Remember, we have one, two, three, four more episodes here. That's a two. That's what an hour and twenty minutes of television, hour and a half. Like, there's a lot of story to tell here still. I mean, again, it depends who's going to be the cameo. Are they going to bring in Doctor Strange? Is it going to be Captain Marvel? Or or is it someone completely that we, we, we haven't even said yet? Now, there is. So, like, they released a promo for the tomorrow's episode slash today's episode whenever you listen to this pod. Um, and in there, they did the whole scene where he goes up to Catherine Hahn, who's Agnes, and, you know, says, she says, are you dead? And he says, why? She said, because you are or whatever. And then they do a voiceover. But they don't show you the scene. They do a voiceover where Wanda says, like, this is our town. Let's take it back. And, and Vision says, let's fight for it. He knows there is a point where he will figure out that like, he is not alive and that this is Wanda doing this. And he says, let's fight for it, meaning there is a big bad to me. There is some force out there. So I don't think it's Wanda. I can see it being Mephisto. I can see it being the Kree. But I don't think that Wanda is ultimately the big bad because why would he say that unless they did some clever editing and he might be saying that to Agnes or the kids or even Monica Rambeau and the sword agents. Let's go fight it. Or she's the big bad. Or she's she's under Mephisto's control. You know, that we don't know. Yeah. So there I think that there's something else here, a big twist 
here. Do you think that that big, this is the last question before I move on. Do you think that that big cameo that they're teasing bigger or as big as Luke Skywalker was the Evan Peters thing because of the impact of now Fox's X-Men and Fox is in the MCU, maybe not the character, but the moment or that's still to come. Yeah. I, I don't think that was their big, I, I think that it was definitely a, a surprise to see Evan Peters, but I don't think it's the, you know, the Mark like, Hamill. No, it, pe- it's people are saying that the people are saying and very reputable sites and articles that this is even bigger than that because of the, the massive impact of Fox now being a part of the MCU. It's official. Unless they bring back Hugh Jackman. Like I, I, what, what more people, what more bigger, like again, it's Dr. Strange, Ryan Reynolds. It did. Maybe Deadpool shows up, but like who the hell knows? That'd be awesome. What if he, what if he's, it's just a puppet thing and it just zooms out and he's just playing with puppets like that. would be awesome. Oh, what a waste of nine weeks. What a waste of nine weeks. And and I was right all along. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Let's move on. Falcon of the winter soldier got a brand new full trailer. What did you think? It's a buddy cop show. I'm in. Can't wait. It's, it's like a buddy cop show where they're not really buddies. Like it's that age old trope where they start off as kind of rivals because they're in the therapy room and they're staring at each other and you could tell they're not one on like on the same exact page, but eventually they have to get there. I think I've seen that one too many times. I'm not like uber psyched. It didn't really get me any more hyped, but there's nothing about this show that I'm not in on. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, again, we're, it's oh God. It, it, it's I love that everything's finally here. It, yeah, it, it right. just you know, one division's kind of kept is getting its footing. Four episodes left, going to lead right into this. Oh my yeah, God, I think, I, I, can't or, wait. I think only a one or two week break uh, in between, and no one because it's, if the Snyder cuts five weeks away and there's four episodes of one division, that means there's only going to be one week in between one division and. Falcon Perfect. Winter Soldier. So not, not going to wait long. We have done so much on this podcast of this is delayed and that is delayed and this is going to happen later. And this is that, and this is that, that like you just said, things are finally here. The wait is over. The MCU phase four is kicked off. This is so massive. I cannot wait. Um, it's going to be crazy that in a week's time, you're going to get the season finale of WandaVision, the Snyder cut of justice league and the premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Can you imagine the episodes we're going to have in a month from now? Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of wish we were talking to Ryan after everything, because that could be (laughs) like, that's all I'd want to talk about. Like, I just want to talk about the Snyder Cut. I guess we could talk about WandaVision and then Winter Soldier. I'm good. That's all I want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about WandaVision episodes six and seven. We'll talk about the Snyder Cut trailer, even though. But like, I I definitely want to know his thoughts on, you know. The, the first version of Justice League and then what what he thinks or what's going to happen in the Snyder Cut. Superman and Lois on the CW might not premiere for a little bit still. I think it's a couple weeks away. But the premiere has already gotten the review treatment from IGN. So let's read that for you. Superman and Lois is far more entertaining than its fairly generic title might suggest. The series makes the most of its actors' chemistry, utilizing the two characters and their romance in a way Supergirl never could. The idea of Lois and Clark being parents also works well, both giving the series a clear hook and also recapturing the appeal of those early Smallville seasons. Superman and Lois may feel may feel utterly divorced from the rest of the Arrowverse, but that's just as likely to be the selling point for many other viewers. Eight five eight. Oh, 
That's solid. Again, you know, it, it got better reviews than I thought. It's good to hear that it had the Smallville vibe. So again, I'll I'm definitely going to check it out. I watch every other show, so I'll get just there. An, just another show that just needs to kind of stick the landing. It doesn't need to do anything too special. It just needs to be good. It, that's it, it. it. just just base it off Smallville. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and that show did okay. I'd say pretty good when you when a show can go for 10 years i think you're doing something right Uh, pretty pretty successful i would say uh with only seeing superman for like two minutes out of 10 years not even (laughs) we have in you know my biggest story of the week this is selfish Uh, we have both our joel and our ellie in the hbo series for the last of us i cannot and I'm pretty sure every single person, I, I haven't heard not one negative thing. The only negative thing I heard was, well, this, that this show, uh, Last of Us HBO, it will trump Mandalorian, where he has to film Last of Us first, then Mandalorian. So Mandalorian could have some delays. I don't know if there's some truth to that, but I read that. I haven't seen that anywhere. I mean, again, he's going to be a lead on two shows. Like, I know it takes, you know, figure six, eight months to shoot a season. My man's going to be pretty busy. A lead on two shows where it's one giant escort mission. The guy just loves, just loves escorting things around. Uh, Hey, you you find your lane, you stick with it. (laughs) Bella Ramsey has been cast as Ellie. She is best known for Lady Mormont. That's right. I think the, uh, the, Badass of Bear Island uh, from Game of Thrones. Um, she's going to be your Ellie, which I did not expect, but I'm all for. And then, like you said, Pedro Pascal. He's been in everything lately. He's blowing up. He's your Mandalorian and he's your Joel. And, you know, again, Bella, she was she she stole every scene she was in in Game of Thrones. You just freaking loved her. And I think to get her as, as a, a completely different dynamic as Ellie. I think she's going to blow it out of the water. She's she's going to be fantastic, and she's that much older. She was a little young in Game of Thrones. I thought yeah. that that might be a little young for Ellie, but that show has been over for two, three, almost three years now. Um, I believe two years. It ended in nineteen. Yeah, she, she's not the little girl we remember. And so even then, this show is still going to be, I think, twenty two, maybe at the earliest. So like, she's grown up a little bit. And Ellie was only, I believe, fourteen in the first game, something like that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you just kind of got to stick with the early teenage thing. So I think that's a really good casting. Like you said, she stole every scene. What I said to my wife when I told her about these castings, she was like, oh, that's really cool. They were both in Game of Thrones. And I said, and they both went out with a fucking bang. Like Bella Ramsey got mauled by a giant or smashed by a giant and the mountain smushed Pedro, Pedro Pascal's face in. Like yeah. if you you got two warriors deaths, some gruesome stuff. That fits perfectly in the Last of Us universe because you know there's going to be gore and blood and guts in this Last of Us show. I think it's perfect castings. I cannot wait to see this show materialize. It's probably my most hyped piece oh, of God. television content. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be. You know, you got to get yourself into that that mind frame again, just you know, that, of that of that world. But you know, again, the- I, I would listen to um, Troy Baker who who voiced Joel, and he 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 couldn't have you know sung pedro's praises even more i think he tweeted something pedro kind of gave him like the clap emoji and like the, the king crown with it so he like he acknowledged like kind of like the passing of the crown type of deal I, i'm just really excited i'm glad to see that everyone's on board and everyone's excited to see the show i just i just hope they both nail a southern accent 
That's going to yeah, be yeah. That that is going to be a little tough. Bella Ramsey now not only has to not be British, but I believe she's British because well, she had a British accent. They can hide her accents, like again, like if, well, if well Charlie Bell Hunnam was, was supposed to for for New Mutants, and it was the worst ever. Uh, it, it's terrible. She is. The she is. Oh my god! She was born in two thousand three. That's insane. I graduated eighth uh, grade. <laughs> that's insane to me. Wow. She is. Oh man, it doesn't usually in like their IMDb. Um, uh, biography it says where they were born but it doesn't say where she was born so i don't actually know if she's english or if she's american uh regardless she's gonna have to do a southern so i don't think she's southern uh so i'm excited for this i really really am i hope that if it's not in season one in future seasons they bring in the abby character um even just go farther than just joel and ellie's story i would love it if it's even an anthology where season two just picks up on a completely different story in that universe and that's how they take the medium. I'm just really, really in for this. You kind of got to be a masochist. Like my wife's never played the game. She saw me play a little bit of it. Um, the second one. So she she knows kind of what it's about. But like she's super jacked for this because of how much I'm jacked for this. She's yeah. in. To be a lot of people that have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Like I said, you got to be a masochist. This show or this game, this franchise kind of makes you hate yourself. It's depressing so uh be prepared this is gonna have just so much potential and i cannot wait another show though with a ton of potential is john cena's peacemaker series that's reportedly set to premiere in less than a year we're talking january 2022 that's awesome now is that that's hbo max too right that is absolutely hbo max. yeah I, I was definitely not expecting it this fast but hey so is this coming before Suicide Squad or right after? After Suicide Squad will be coming this year. Okay, so it's, okay, I, I I just can't wait to see John Cena in this role. I I, I have faith in him. I'm, I know he's he's a, he's a decent actor. He's come a long way. I'm just, I just want to see him get into some wacky shit as Peacemaker. I personally believe John Cena is going to be the one who steals the film for Suicide Squad. I think that's why they know that. And I think that not only because he's John Cena, but because Peacemaker is such a wacky character, they kind of had an idea that he was going to steal the, the screen, if you will. And that's why they already have this, uh, you know, spinoff in the works even before the movie premieres, because they know what they have on their hands. They also know that John Cena is a pretty gifted actor and he's a really good comedic actor. Just look at blockers. And so, you know, I think that this was is great. It gives me all the hope in the world for Suicide Squad, knowing that they have the confidence to spin off before months and months and months before it even premieres on HBO Max, the, the movie. So this is nothing but good. And like you said, this is going to be a wacky ass, fun romp, a Doom Patrol style comedy. I cannot wait. Give me all the John Cena Peacemaker. HBO Max and the CW are in talks for original shows. Original content, not existing content that's going to be recontracted. Original content that will come to HBO Max, but then just 24 hours hit the CW. That's pretty cool. We saw it already. Stargirl did it. Stargirl premiered on DC Universe, and then the next day she was on CW. Yeah, they probably saw it. Like, oh, man, this actually works. Let's let's do it. Might might as well. I mean, I would rather, I think now, like, it's it's tougher to watch, like, you know, be on the CW, whether it comes on 8 or 9, like, hbo max when you can watch it anytime you want like the advantage is there and i also love that hbo max does the my preferred style of dropping content is the one week at a time 
Uh, HBO Max is known for doing two or three episodes at a time. Like Search Party, they gave us three episodes a week until the finale where they gave us four. So like they're in on this, um, you know, just kind of weekly stuff and look at what it's doing for WandaVision. You don't just watch all at once and figure out the mystery and then have it solved on Twitter. Twitter yeah. and spoiled all over the place. We're all in this together. I love that as opposed to the Netflix dump, which is okay. Both are great. I love that they both exist. I just got to be in my mood for it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you got to have 10 hours to watch a show. Damn right. A Scooby-Doo animated prequel series around Velma is in the works at HBO Max. I mean, hey, I grew up watching Scooby-Doo, named Scooby-Doo. I love it. A prequel to Velma. I necessarily don't care. Um, I, I think with, it was it uh, Mindy Kaling as the voice. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I, I. I don't know. This is. I, I want to see at least what the animation is first before I, I. I might have a foot out the door. I don't know yet. I don't have anything to add except for because you said it, man. I love a pup named Scooby Doo. That's my favorite Scooby Doo project, if you will. I love that show. It was great. Deadline reports that season four of True Detective is in the works. I mean, th- this could be great news as long as they kind of stick with the season one and season three. As long as they don't go the season two route, I, I think we'll be okay. I think they learned their lesson yeah. <laughs> uh, based on how good season three was. Season three was damn good. Yeah, Mahershala Ali was fantastic. And maybe Steven not. got to say him yeah. too. Yeah, maybe not as good as season one because season uh, one season was still the best. Cotton Hay and Woody, come on. No, it was it was great. McConaughey especially was so good. Uh, the previously announced Powerpuff's live action, the power, sorry, Powderpuff Girls live action series gets a pilot order at the CW. Uh, these girls are not going to be in their twenties. They're going to be resenting kind of losing their childhood fighting crime. It's not going to be a children based thing. We're going to get girls in our twenties looking back on the life that was. I just never thought in my life that we would be getting a live action. Powerpuff Girl. I'm watching this cartoon as a damn kid to eventually, you know, to at least possibly see this pile of the CW. I assume it'll probably get good. It'll get picked up, but I'm just interested interested to see how this looks. Uh, three girls who fighting like a down, fucking monkey with his brain showing. Yeah, down on their luck, hating the fact that they Ojo, lost Jojo Jojo. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've seen the last of Gina Carano. In the Star Wars universe, yeah, I mean, Matter you know, in fact, we we might have seen her the last of her in general because her talent agency also dropped her, not just Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I, I know she tweeted stuff. Um, I think they said it was like November that it wasn't the greatest. I think she got a warning or something, and kind of just yeah, kept it, I, kept doing like she she kind of did it to herself. Well, it's you know, without getting into the specifics or yeah. our opinions on what she did, because that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about the impact that has on Star Wars. I will say this: people will die on some really strange hills. Yeah, they will pick some really strange hills to die on. For me personally, that's not one of them. I don't believe in anything enough to sacrifice my career for it. So that's just where I'm at. Uh, unless you tell me that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct, I might. Yeah. I might. I don't know. But I uh, mean, yeah, this was a weird hill to die on. Yeah, she went from possibly getting her own spinoff show was talked around to literally getting fired. Uh, It sucks. You know, uh, will will she get recast? You know, what were what was Dave Filoni and John Favreau? What what did they have set up for her in season three where they might have to recast? If not, I imagine it's going to have to be a lot of a lot of major rewriting. So that could could be a problem for season three Mandalorian. 
we'll just get Ronda Rousey in her place. Apparently, that's not uh, speculation. I just made that up. I didn't. I didn't read that anywhere. And I you, and I've that? actually been seeing people on like women on Twitter saying like you know I'm a little muscular husky. If you're recasting, I'm here. Yeah, I've seen that too. So uh, Disney Plus, we mentioned this earlier, 95 million subscribers. I th- I think the impact of that is twofold. One, it's just over a year into the service. It's only about a year and a quarter. Number two, that's already half, over half of Netflix's subscriber count at 183, 183 million. And that's been around over a decade. That just shows you the power of the mouse. Yeah, I'm pissed. Netflix is 1501 now. I just got my bill two days ago. I was like, you bastards. Could, yeah, well, mine was like 1995 or something like that because I had 4K. And I was like, <laughs> I don't watch it enough for me to care about yeah. paying this extra money. So I downgraded back to the the just high definition one. Fuck. Oh, excuse me. Screw 4K. Uh, right now, at least. I love 4K for video games. Holy crap, does Kratos look good. Uh, three years after being greenlit, CBS finally orders a pilot for the True Lies TV series. Again, th- th- this could be good. I I, I did enjoy the Bring movie. back Arnold. I, I I would imagine he has to have some some sort of cameo in it at some point. But again, you know, I it's CBS, so it's like, uh, but it's like True Lies. It, it could be good. Well, it's going to be probably on Paramount Plus. Like, that's what I would guess. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. CBS All Access is rebranded to Paramount Plus. We already heard about the Frasier reboot. We know Star Trek Picard is a big thing on there. A lot of the Nickelodeon content's coming to that. SpongeBob's getting a movie. It's going directly to Paramount Plus. So I think they're going to come out of the gate swinging with a lot of that type of content. You bring back, like, Salute Your Shorts and Hey Dude and all of the original Nicktoons and get them off of Verve and put them on to to Paramount Plus, you're going to get subscribers, especially the younger yeah. audience. Then you bring back True Lies as a TV reboot and Frasier. Now you're getting the older 90s audience that are now adults that grew up with that. And there's your strategy. So there's a path here for Paramount Plus to be successful. Okay. <laughs> We're going to keep it. I like to do this. Uh, we, we will uh, move on to our top three for the evening. Dude, sometimes uh, I, I do it just to see how you react. <laughs> I'm just keep, gonna keep, you know, keep everything. I'm just gonna keep it. I oh, believe me. The, our <laughs> listeners know. Our listeners know. We roll with punches. Yeah, we, we keep it real here. Sometimes I got to do it to him. Sometimes I catch Sam in the middle of him taking a sip of some tequila or whatever. And yeah, no drinking tonight though. Not, I'm, I'm, knows, I'm off the booze today. He knows I'm vo- uh, pretty uh, pretty talkative. I'm a verbose kind of dude. So he just never knows how long I'm going to go on with things. He could have been doing what God knows what. Dude, I, dude, I stop a sentence. Craig, I swear the silence. I was smiling into my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our top three. Our top three favorite commercials from the big game last Sunday. Even though the big game sucked. Yeah, it did. Probably the worst one I ever watched. The halftime show sucked even worse. Well, the, a couple of years ago, Rams Patriots, it was like 13 to nine. It was, it was just a brutal game to watch. Ouch. But my number three, there were, there was some good commercials. I ain't gonna lie, I had some laughs on these commercials. But my number three was the State Farm Drake from State Farm, from having Aaron Rodgers stunt double as the cheese head <laughs> to uh, Patrick Mahomes as Paul Rudd, and then um, Drake as the State Farm guy. It cracked me up. I thought it was funny. Um, I I didn't I didn't love that one. It's not on my list. I didn't I didn't love it, but I appreciate Drake because. Aubrey, Aubrey Graham is awesome as Jimmy from Degrassi. My number three was the David Diggs Sesame Street one for DoorDash. Um, I love David Diggs in Hamilton. I love 
him in, I think it was Train Spotting was the film he wrote and directed in 2018. Sesame Street was really cool. I was watching that game with my daughter. It was right before her bedtime because kickoff was at 630. This was an earlier commercial. She watched it with me and immediately said, oh, Big Bird. Oh, Cookie Monster. And just like that was one of our first Super Bowl memories ever. So for that, it made my list. That's cute. My number two, I wanted Doritos Flat Matthew. I, I thought the commercial looked good with how they had him flat the whole damn time. He's blown in the damn wind. And, and then in the end, he takes the bite of the 3D Doritos. Bam, his face plants, hits the machine. I thought that was good. Didn't that remind you of, uh, it reminded me at least of, I think it was Kate Moss in Family Guy. Oh, cracking the floor. Oh, yeah. yeah that was <laughs> That's, that was old. That's old, old, old family. Yeah, like, it it kind of reminded me of the commercial last year when it was like, wasn't it super skinny Jason Momoa? And he was like, yeah, old, yeah, yeah. Old, that was my his muscles. So I'm that's pretty sure. Of, yeah, I think so that was our number one. Both of yeah, us. It, I'm pretty sure it was my one or two, and it's kind of like I got that this vibe off this one, so it, it had to go on the list. Yeah. Oh, windows open. <laughs> I think that's when uh, Brian goes to college, and like Kate Moss is his girlfriend. And I think that's I think that's what happens. He goes to like Brown University or something. Uh, my number two was the uh, Tracy Morgan Rocket Mortgage commercial where he I said, "Going was going to be on your list, yeah." It didn't make. I'm pretty point. sure. I'm pretty sure this. I'm pretty sure that. And he's like driving off a cliff. I'm pretty sure we're going to make it. It was uh, it was really really funny. It was kind of heartwarming. Tracy Morgan is is really funny, and I really enjoy him. So to see him just sitting in a bathtub and just being in a Rocket Mortgage commercial definitely made made me chuckle. My number one, I got to go with Cheetos. It wasn't me. You know, Ashley, oh, yeah. Ashley, Ashley Kutcher, Mila, cute little couple. You know, I, I thought it was cute. And then to have Shaggy back, you know, when, us growing up, it wasn't me. That was like the huge hit song. And I don't know. With I, Mambo I number five. Yeah, I, I thought the whole jingle was cute. And, and, and I, I liked everything. I thought the best part of that commercial was at the end when he spoke with a completely normal accent. No, no that's the best. When he sings like, damn, I can barely understand a word you're saying. But when you talk, I hear you perfect. Yeah, that was funny. I uh, I didn't have that one on there. I, I thought that was cool. I, I don't think it was going to make my list because my number one is the Matthew McConaughey Doritos 3D. Nice. Uh, Doritos crushes it all the time. They just every year they bring it. And this year was no different. I, you expect the CG on that to be weird and bad, and it was, and it was totally on purpose. I thought it looked they, good, man. I was, I was impressed with it. I mean, that's what I, it looked good by being bad. I'm not saying it yeah, was bad. Yeah. I'm not saying it looked bad. I mean, like it, it, they nailed what they were going for, and that's yeah. what I think was important. And for him to go inside the vending machine, think he's all smart, takes the bite, and then gets stuck, man. That's just that's first and foremost. That's nightmare fuel uh, as a fat guy, and second, um, damn, there's just really funny stuff they, to get Matthew. Cause like, he's usually the guy in the Lincoln driving quietly and saying, Lincoln, they're good cars. He's that, or he's drinking wild Turkey, you know, and he's writing his own book, green light. So, you know, he's and busy. Now, and now he's doing Doritos commercials. So it's, it's just really fun. I loved it. And uh, I'm here for it. I don't think it was one of the better years for no. uh, big game commercials. But there were some, there were some gems. Yeah. Let me take it over in gaming. We'll start out with a review. You mentioned the beginning. Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. This is I'm shocked at the uh, at the IGN review. It's the lowest review score of any Uh-oh. of the major outlets. Um, oh Jesus! This game is trending at almost 90 on Metacritic, and the reason it's not is because of this score. So very very appreciate it. I mean the IGN gave the original a 9.6, uh, 
So to take the original and just add to it and lower the score, I get it. It's not the same reviewer. A little curious, but again, I respect their opinion. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury packs a ton of engaging gameplay, but neither component comes together as elegantly as it might have done. This is a solid option if you're craving more Super Mario for your Switch, but it's not the mustachioed must-play I was hoping for. Ugh. A six. It's a seven. Um, seven oh. So, I, I, you know, it's confusing to me that this person said it's not the must-play I was hoping for when it's a port of a Wii U game. Like, what? It's the game. It's the same game. So I was kind of like, I don't... What was he expecting? What, what? Yeah, right. And so, like, you're getting that full game, which a normal Mario game has 120 stars. This has over 300. And you're tacking on an Odyssey-style thing with Bowser's Fury, which I thought was only going to be an hour, two. Apparently, it's six. So you're adding a ton cool. of gameplay. Uh, I don't get it. I res- Again, I respect the seven. I, res- I watched the whole review, so I, I took it in full context. Um, but every other outlet is eight, nine, 9.5. Two outlets gave it a 10. So like, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that this reviewer who also reviewed uh, Age of Calamity and something else that you liked and gave it a seven, I, you know, I, I respect their opinion, but I'm going to go ahead and still say that I'm hyped as shit. This game's going to be here for me today. And I'm going to try to play this weekend as much as possible to have impressions by next week. But holy shit, I've been waiting for some. I only bought the last Switch game I bought uh, at full retail was in September when it was Super Mario 3 All-Stars. So it's been a long time since I bought He said, I'm due. I didn't buy Pikmin. I didn't buy Age of Calamity. Um, And the last original game that wasn't an HD port was Paper Mario the Origami Kings. And that was in June been a long time since i've been dusting off the old switch to play something new so in two weeks we're getting a pokemon direct i'm ready i'm ready baby let's do it well then i guess you'll be ready for this crash 4 is coming to switch on march 12th and to be fair it's also coming to playstation 5 and xbox series x and pc so it's coming everywhere but here's the difference when i bought it on ps4 i paid 60 bucks when you bought it on ps4 you paid 60 bucks on the Xbox uh, Series X, PS5, and PC versions, it's 60 bucks. The Switch is only charging 40 And, like, that's not what Nintendo does. Nintendo still charges 60 for, like, old games. I'm very shocked at this. So I was like, okay, they're probably just making it look really ugly and down-resing it because Crash 4 is freaking beautiful. So I was like, what are they doing to do? I don't know what they're doing. Because they did not downres this. What they did was they took the art style and made it work for the Switch. Instead of compromising for the hardware and just making it look muddy or blurry like a lot of ports do, they made, they took the graphics and reworked them. And they made them almost cell shaded And it looks really good. So I was expecting them for all that work to charge 60 bucks. For me to only have to pay 40 to get this game on the Switch is making me contemplate the purchase. Uh, huh. So I'm really excited about that. And and it looks really cool. If you look at side-by-side screenshots of the Switch and PS4 version, you might actually think the Switch version looks better. It's, I don't. I'm still in the camp of the PS4, but it looks really good on Switch. 
And uh, to play that game in handheld to die 95 more times to the second to last level, I think I might be in. I would snap my switch in half. No way. I could have that in handheld. <laughs> no way. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart finally gets a release date of June 11th only on the PS5. Finally, a PS5 exclusive. My God. Been waiting, man. We're going to still wait about four more months. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, no rush. Five, <laughs> you five months, actually. From the day we're recording this, it's five months away. So, you know, we still got plenty of time before we're getting that big PS5 exclusive. But this was the first game that they showed that you're like, yeah, that's got to run on a PS5. Like, that cannot run on a 4. Whether that's the seamless, you know, going between worlds without loading screens and things like that, the little hidden tricks they're going to pull to to get the loading down. Uh, this game looks phenomenal. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of scope out the landscape because that's right around E3 uh, in June. So I'm going to scope out the landscape of what's out, what's coming out. Did I finish Resident Evil, this, that, and the other? Like what other games surprised us and came out? What do I own and what don't I own? Because the Ratchet and Clank uh, remake from 2016 of the original that went to PS4 is free for PS Plus members. It's in the part of that PS Plus collection. So I'll... I'll check out where I'm at. I'll replay that one. And then I'll buy this one rift apart. If I'm in a holy shit, I need something to play type of mood. I might be, maybe I'm still I'm playing. Sure Resident Evil. I don't know. Resident Evil might take me a while. It's going to be a huge game comes out May 7th. It's probably going to take me more than a month, but the amount of games I get to play, I don't get to play games very often. anymore. So who, who knows where we're at, but I would imagine, I would imagine black Friday. It comes to 70 bucks is a lot pay for a ratchet and clank game um maybe i'll wait for a 40 dollar black friday sale like we did for ghost and maybe i can tackle it there who who knows but uh i'll be it i'll be having a kid by then holy shit yeah so you might not have time my whole second half of my year is being thrown off i mean in a good way it's the best yeah of course of course it's the best possible way it could be thrown (laughs) activision confirms that we will indeed Get a new Call of Duty in 2021. Modern Warfare 42. I, I mean, hey, people play that game nonstop. Half the streamers on YouTube, that's all they play. It's it's the moneymaker. And, you know, why not? People are at, you know, kind of getting bored of these maps. Why not throw a new one out? You, you know what's going to sell. Hmm. I mean, I, we know it's not for, you know, probably, you know, you and probably not for me either. But, you know, it does have its, you know, its click. I don't really care about it though. I don't. So I, I said I it wasn't. About, yeah, I haven't cared about Call of Duty. But you don't play the games online, so like this is a game for the ooh, online community. Ooh. That, but I have been. I played Destruction All Stars twice. Yeah, yeah but let's be real. You know, I I I logged on and I played a game of NHL against somebody. Yeah, two two times ain't really. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> three, three times. Hello. No, we I had to know. trade that Pokemon. <laughs> somebody uh a friend of mine who plays pokemon who i was trading with and that's a lot of how i fill up my decks he kind of stopped playing the crown tundra and he texted me the other day randomly he's like i just started picking this up again and uh i'm supposed to trade you this stuff right and i said yeah like i'm still waiting and we just never we never got around to the trade but it's nice to know that somebody's out there still playing the pokemon he still has your pokemon for you <laughs> that's right i'm still waiting to fill my decks with that pokemon i only need three more and he's got two of them Ah, you got it. E3 will happen in 2021, 
but digitally. That's fine. Sony's been skipping it, so that doesn't really matter. They can do a state of play whenever they want. Nintendo does directs. They don't even go to E3 anyway. They have a cool booth, and that's great, but like you don't need that anymore. E3 is dying. death right they do it they do a direct anyway so they don't necessarily they're not going to get hurt by it being digital xbox microsoft they still did the big giant stage thing and that was like the last big one i mean ea did one but that was technically before e3 and ubi did one but they don't need one they do ubisoft forwards now and ea does ea plays now and xbox does inside xbox everyone's doing their own 2020 taught us that we didn't need to consolidate them all into one show and Xbox, theirs were kind of underwhelming, as we saw for both of their big Series X and Series S uh, uh, drops, if you will. Uh, usually they do crush their, their E3 presentation. I would imagine they're going to be shifting theirs to a digital pr- presentation as opposed to, you know, doing one in an empty auditorium like the Game Awards did. Who knows? But uh, E3 being digital, really all this is to me is okay, we're going to just put a bunch of shit together and give you a schedule, kind of like the fandom. That's where I think we're at with this, is it's just going to be scheduled mayhem, if you will. Oh, Jesus. I saw, no one's looking forward to it. I mean, like, I think you said it. E3 is dying a slow death, and yeah, you know, this is their chance to try and gain that revenue back, but when you just don't have... I don't know. You're gonna have summer. You're gonna have summer game fest again. They already announced it. So like Jeff Keeley's already doing summer game fest again. Yeah. Uh, that you know that gave us Crash Four. That gave us the Tony Hawk remasters. So like that, it's a big deal. Uh, I don't just don't think E3 is necessary anymore. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. And we'll end gaming on a, a sour note. CD Projekt Red had its source code stolen in a cyber attack. And subsequently sold for approximately $7 million in the dark. Jesus. And you just, you know, regardless of the, the I I read some Witcher three stuff was in there too. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just a huge property for them. So like, oh, regardless of your thoughts on cyberpunk 2077, this goes deeper than that. You know, you don't, this, this shouldn't happen. You don't wish this to happen to no, anyone. No. And so, like there was a ransom note, like for you to be in that type. And this was not a disgruntled gamer. This was not a single person. This was a hacker organization that they have identified as Hello Kitty, which is a large hacking uh, organization. So like to think that this shit is out there at one time, these were innocent kids. Like turn, I, I, I wonder about that stuff all the time, but like this shit's real and the dark web is real. And you know, they say no employee or customer information was uh, a part of this. I truly hope that that is take, true. Take that with a grain of salt. I, you know, I think from like a, for what we can say as, as we're trying to deliver gaming news, I don't think this will affect the big patch planned for this month. That was supposed to be the big one to really make the PlayStation four uh, and Xbox one versions playable and to really get the console versions running. I don't think it's going to delay that because I think that's mostly done. Um, but now you never know. And I think that that would be the part where gamers have a problem. If it's like you delayed the game 10 times for seven years. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to delay the last big update before it's supposed to be really playable. And I think that the, 
the normal person or the casual observer is pissed. I think if you're in the know, then you're like, yeah, dude, you just had a giant cyber attack. Like, take your time. And we're yeah. not rushing for this. Yeah. We can wait till March or whatever. Um, I just hope that because this isn't like common news, not like everybody knows, but it didn't make the channel six, 10 o'clock news or whatever that uh, I hope if they do have to delay it, that that's that they are very transparent as to the reason behind and it. I'm sure they will be. Yeah. Let's switch to music. Uh, we have a, a very quick review for a record out now. It's called creatures in your head by the band run river North. And if you need something wacky and off the wall, and something that you didn't know you need until you had it, kind of like insurance, then you need to get this record, Creatures in Your Head. This band, it's a threesome, three-piece, however you want to call it, Alex, Daniel, and Sally. Um, it's a different kind of record than I've heard in quite a while. It's like it's like a little bit of hip-hop. It's like a little bit of pop-punk. It's like a little bit of alternative, a little bit of hard rock all kind of rolled into one. And I think they do a really good job with that. I think it's a band that I don't know if they necessarily are like trying their hardest to be different, but they're succeeding in that in a really fun and unique way. Um, the title track creatures in your head. Number one, it, it kind of puts you in that mind space right away. It's almost like, Holy shit, this is what I'm getting myself into. I'm here for it. 10 songs. Um, all of them really good. Like I'm, I'm the type of person who says, here's two or three tracks off this record that you should go listen to. I'm kind of in the camp that you should just kind of listen to this record beginning to end because it's so out there. And I mean that lovingly that I think you'd want to experience every song for what it has to offer. San, do I think this is up your alley? Probably not. It's not like, <laughs> like last week I was begging you to go listen to front side and like all this stuff. I think this week I'm like, you know what? If you're in the right mindset for you personally, knowing you as much as I know you, it's probably isn't your cup of tea, but it sure is mine. You know me. I love this type of stuff. So I would recommend this record 100 uh, percent. It's a newer band for me. I hadn't really heard of them before. Um, so, like, again, call me silly for not for kind of sleeping on these this band uh, a little bit. But I like it a lot. I think it's it's got a lot of. uh a lot of potential. They, I mean, they have almost a million monthly listeners on Spotify. They have over 700,000 um, on Spotify. They do. A, I think it's a cover of Mr. Brightside. It's got 35 million hits. Um, one of their bigger songs growing up, wake up spiders, all about 1.5 to 4.5. 29 is over 6 million streams. So there's a lot of hits here. Uh, again, check it out. It's called run river North. The record is coming out right now it's called creatures in your head thank you to our friends at bpm for the uh, for the review copy of the record you got to check it out last but not least before your cgc spotlight pokemon is collabing with another big name in music not just katie perry no 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 this time it's post malone i mean like post malone it kind of makes sense because he's like he's in our age group so he kind of grew up with it so it only makes sense that he would probably want to work with pokemon and probably loves pokemon yeah I mean, listen, I was listening to him when he was pre-Malone. So um, I'm hey, here for it. What? You didn't like the dad joke? The post-Malone, no. pre-Malone? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're going there. Post-Malone, I don't know. I didn't know where you were going with it. Pre-Malone and post-Malone. It's fucking funny, man. Uh, the cool thing about this, so it's a concert that's going to be a virtual concert. It's going to be on Pokemon Day, which is February 27th. It is a weekend. 
Uh, that's why I think the direct is coming on the 25th or 26th, that Thursday or Friday, um, or maybe the Pokemon presents as they've been calling them, where I think we're going to get our, our new big game for this year. Uh, they said more announcements to come with music specifically. So you got Katy Perry, you got Post Malone, you have more announcements to come. And they even said literally in the press release, the week leading up to it, expect more announcements on what you can be playing and watching. They told us we're getting a direct without telling us that we're getting a direct boy. Howdy. It's getting me all sorts of excited that two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Pokemon diamond and Pearl remakes, baby. Let's (laughs) go on the Ryan Airy episode. Like this is mind blowing. How cool our episode two weeks from now. I hope he hates Pokemon. (laughs) Oh no, we're we're not going to be doing gaming with him. That's just going to be me nerding out. We're just going to be doing TV and movies, but regardless, I, I, I digress because uh, it's time for your CGC spotlight. CGC spotlight this week. Huge shout out to my buddy Mike Strange Spaceman, Strange underscore Spaceman on IG. He He's CGC, good people. He's good. Yeah, people. Mike's the man. So CGC, they do this pre-screening service where if you send them a minimum of 25 books that you can pre-screen them to be like nine eights, or if you're looking for nine sixes, you can like kind of delegate what you want. And of course we went for nine eights. I think I sent him, I think nine books and I only got like three or four nine eights. So I definitely took a swing and a miss, but that's fine. Whatever. But one that I was actually glad to hit a nine eight was Joker 80th anniversary, hundred page, super spectacular. Number one, this is the, 1960s variant cover by Francisco Mantina. Absolutely phenomenal with Joker holding up a obviously Joker card with the laughing fish in the background. Check out We Podcast We Know Things IG because it'll be on there. This is the origin of Punchline. Thankfully, it came back in a 9-8 white pages. And the back of it, it's just like the Joker card. So maybe I'll send you the front and back to Marcos. I think the back is actually pretty pretty badass. Came out. Oh, I love the backs. Yeah, back's awesome. Came out of June 2020. There's no CGC census yes on it, just because you know it's, it's a fairly new book. I think out of you got to think this is 80th anniversary. I think there might have been over 10 or 20 covers, but this was like my favorite. This is the one I I wanted in a nine eight. So happy I got it. So thank you, Mike, for for getting the job done. So this is basically the Clown Prince of Crime celebrates 80 years of chaos. The Joker has been the greatest villain in comics since his debut. And to celebrate, we have a who's who of comics finest talent giving the Harley Quinn of hate the birthday roast he deserves. The stories feature a range of terror and anarchy showing how the Joker has impacted Gotham City from the police to Arkham Asylum, from the local underworld to the Dark Knight and his allies. Make sure to RSVP to this birthday bash. You wouldn't want to wake up with a Joker fish on your doorstep, would you? So again, if, if you just, there's a bunch of awesome cool mini stories in here for the Joker. You can check out all the variant covers they did. But if you want to see this one, this is the 1960s variant cover of the Joker 80th anniversary, 100 page, super spectacular, number one. And that is your CGC spotlight. <clears throat> this has been episode 224. We've had a lot to talk about. We've covered a ton of stuff. We talked WandaVision and Snyder Cut and all of the stuff in between. It's time to go edit. I'm really excited for the potential of the show, the future of the show, 
We're having Ryan on in a couple of weeks. Please, again, go check out Screen Crush. If you have not, you're going to thank us later. You're going to be all theorized and Easter egged up. We cannot wait to have him on the show, but that's two weeks from now. You know what lies in between there and then? <laughs> episode 225, baby. We'll see you next week for episode 225. Like a good neighbor, Weepot is there. 